Hey followers, welcome back. This is actually our very second interview with our new equipment. So we're a little awkward, a little fumbly, a little goofy, a little silly, but I guess maybe that's just kind of us. In this episode, Dana interviews me and we dive into parenting, marriage, and how our friendship began and so much more. I really hope you enjoy. And if you like it, please subscribe and share with your friends. Enjoy. Hello, we're recording. What are we recording, Dana? <laughs> Laughter? Well, we're recording me pulling up the uh, Word document with all the questions. All right, now we're really recording. All what right, are... Dana, if you're listening to this, you can cut all of it out from here on and before. Please just leave that all in. Please. <laughs> Hi, Kristen. Hey, Dana, what's going on? No, nothing. We're <laughs> just here to, uh, this is following the podcast. And we're, <laughs> and we're uh, doing our interview numero dos. How do you say two in French? Numero dos? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what you were saying at first. You switched I, on me. I, I'm fluent in Spanish. Can you tell? How do you say second interview in French? Deuxième interview. Why can't oh. I think of that word right wow. now? It's, it is Sunday evening, so brain power yeah, after a monster truck yeah. show with my son. Is, is a little low. And yeah. Yeah. Now I'm going to be stuck on that word interview. I'm not a Francophile anymore. They're going to revoke my card. Yeah. Uh, Intero? That's a quiz. Well, so Kristen, <laughs> you speak French. Oui, je parle français. Yeah. Unless we ask you how to say interview in French. <laughs> no, then my brain is dead. <laughs> then she can't speak French. Um, I'm just kidding. She's a woman of many talents. Uh, so we, as I was saying, this is our second podcast that we've ever done. Who knows where this is actually going to stack up in the other episode lists, but this is our second True. interview. Uh, True. So it's really exciting for us. So um, we do have some questions that we want to ask all of our guests, and we have a little, a little, this is kind of like our trial run, asking Kristen interviewed me, and now I'm interviewing Kristen, but it's also a little get to know you, so you all can understand our friendship a little better, and then who we are as individuals, and so we kind of wanted to interview each other um, for the benefit of our listeners, I guess, and uh, also... <laughs> and we're still getting to know one another. Yeah, really. yeah <laughs> and I just know. Exactly. And uh, understanding our equipment and all of that stuff. So we appreciate you listening. Um, first question of the night, Kristen. Are Ooh. you ready? Ooh, except for the interview question, right? Well, there's a few interview this questions. This is question numero dos. This, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you spiritual? Am I spiritual? So the me of yesteryear would have been like, no, God is this or that or whatever. Um, I went through a time where my grandparents um, changed churches after we grew up in a church and we went there every Sunday and I loved it. Yeah, you loved church. I remember you telling me that. Totally. And they were like, oh, we're going to switch. And I'm like, you can't do that. That's not allowed. Like one team, one fight. Like that was my thing. Like, I guess, I, I mean, I don't know what that meant then um but it just felt disloyal to me so then I just got really curious like well if you can just switch churches and religions why are we following one Mm -hmm. so then I got annoyed I guess and probably a little angry 
And I got curious. I went to a bunch of different churches and things like that. And then I just went to college and kind of forgot about it all and eventually found my way back to spirituality through yoga. And I didn't intend that to happen at all. It just slowly unraveled bit by bit and pigeon by pigeon, I would say. I think <laughs> most people pigeon that by have, pigeon. Yeah, yeah, like that. Most people that have been to yoga and practice regularly have had that moment in a pose where you just start crying for no reason and mm-hmm. you don't understand why. Totally. And there's something about it that's this profound connection and healing. And that's when I really started to consider myself spiritual in what I'm choosing, not what my family grew, like grew me up or raised me to be or have. Um, family's still very religious, at least my mom and my mom's side of the family. I actually lost my grandparents this past year and a half ago. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just interesting to kind of be on that side of it now after losing them and they were a huge part of it mm-hmm. for me growing up to now come to this place in my life where I am sort of back in that I don't go to church every Sunday but I go to yoga every week more yeah. than once a week right. you know and that's right. that's where I find my community and I think that's what most churches are are this community and connection and love so church isn't necessarily spirituality but I I would definitely say <laughs> short answer yes I'm spiritual and long answer everything I said well, I, I hear two, I heard two kind of big things in there and they both have to do with pain and that kind of pain or anger bringing you to more questioning and finding more answers and that your grandparents switching churches and you being like, what the heck? <laughs> We're supposed to be loyal to this one church and being frustrated and then making you question like, well, why is there just one that we follow? Why isn't there, like, what are the other ones like? Let's figure out other churches. And then again, when you started yoga and pigeon, like, I love that pigeon by pigeon thing. Like, that's super cool. That in that pose, if you're not a yogi, it's a lot, it's a, it's a painful long hold usually. Mm -hmm. It's a stretch. It's a, it's a really painful hip stretch, hip opening stretch that brings up a lot of emotions for people. And so that's another example of like you kind of being pushed into this like discomfort and like, what am I doing here? I don't know if I'm putting words in your mouth, but making you then, but this go around, instead of you being like, what the hell frustrated, you were like, I want more of this. I want more of this. Yeah, I never thought about that part of it. And I'll say too, the, the painful part of pigeon for me wasn't the physical actual pose in my body Mm -hmm. it was sitting there Mm. with nothing to do nothing to busy my mind the music was cool probably a little bit of a part of me releasing emotion was probably listening to these really amazing words that somebody was singing their heart out about and then either and I really don't remember what it was but I can imagine it being me feeling like the lack of having that in my life or maybe the guilt over having it and not appreciating it Um, things like that so um, it's an intimate pose oh yeah I always now as a yoga teacher I always say you're so close to your heart and your lungs and like you can literally watch them working for you Mm -hmm. so let them work for you let them soften you to the earth let them help you let go yeah so it's interesting how things change yeah right so cool Um, where do you gain your inspiration from ugh inspiration um 
So many places, so many places. I think when I was young, my parents inspired me with their work ethic. They were super hardworking individuals. And without them, I don't think I would have made it as far as I did. Um, my grandparents were more inspiration with like their tradition every Sunday mm -hmm. we were there and we would, I think I mentioned this in the last time I interviewed you, it was just um, Sunday morning breakfast, Sunday morning church and then lunch and, and how many grilled cheeses you could eat, how many grilled cheeses I could <laughs> eat. It was a big day when I finally hit three of them. Yep. Um, and who else? I mean, my teachers at, at the studio that we practice at, for sure, tons of inspiration there. My kids, my family, my husband. What about your kids inspires you? That That's always interesting to me. I think that something that's really important to me that someone said is that your kids are watching everything you're doing, including the relationships that you're in, how you show up in them. Like I'm treating, I'm teaching my daughter not only how to be a woman, but how to be a wife, a mom, a business owner, uh, a human, mm -hmm. and I'm also teaching a good human too. <laughs> trying, yeah, <laughs> and you are I'm teaching. Thank you. I'm teaching, you know, my son how a husband should be treated by a wife. How I'm trying to teach him chivalry when we go out, you mm -hmm. know. So, me knowing that they're watching everything is inspiring me to do my best and have less of those moments where I'm like, I'm so annoyed at this, that, or the other, or Sometimes we'll be in a store and my son will say something that I would have said, like, oh, all this stuff is in the aisle. Why, why can't they just move it over? I'm like, you, you can't say that out loud. And it, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, I just said that out loud. Like, oh, so it, it makes me realize, like, you're on record every second of every day that two little humans are around you or any little human is around you. And anybody, I mean, that can be uh, a stranger that hears what I'm saying. So I think that inspires me to just keep growing and changing and evolving and becoming the best version that I can possibly be. And for sure, they're right now my biggest inspiration. How do you forgive yourself when you have those moments of like, oh my God, and like you, you just need to scream or you... Uh... It's instant. I have to say it's, it's instant forgiveness because it has to be. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't get thought about later. You know, right. it's, it's um, journaling, it's releasing in physical practice, it's apologizing. I, teach, I can apologize like no other to my kids mm -hmm. and mean it sincerely because it's so important that it's they... It's very valuable. Yeah. Yeah. It's showing them that we're all human. We're all right. going to make mistakes. Right. And it's a really important thing to sincerely apologize because you can have those apologies from a kid, obviously. Like, mm -hmm. I just want my chocolate mom, so I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. I'll say anything you want. Right, 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 right. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, forgiveness to me has to be instant because it's instant for them. So why wouldn't I have it for myself? Right, right. That's awesome. Um, who is the most influential person in your life? the most period like end or, of or just the most in where do you Ooh. <laughs> how are, <laughs> <laughs> i wish this was on video i just a started bit. The, i just started the same <laughs> sentence five different times <laughs> who is the most or what is the most influent what is the biggest what has been the biggest <laughs> You got the giggles. I'm cutting all of this up. <laughs> what has been the biggest influence in your life? 
the biggest influence in my life. Or um, one of the biggest. I know it's kind of a big question. That is a big question because I think you can think of that in one in two ways. Like my husband always says that there are people in his life that he's aspired to be and because he wants to be, you know, the t- same type of person they, that they are. And there's also the people that he's looked at and said, I never want to have the qualities that this person has and that's going to make me better. Because mm-hmm. it's almost like learning from their mistakes. Right. So the most influential, gosh... I feel like the easy, easy or obvious answer is my children, but that makes sense. My husband is huge, huge in my growth. He's so patient and loving and amazing. Um, And then I can think of like negative experiences that have made me make sure that I will never do or be that type of way. Mm -hmm. So. I think, and and that's a collective of many things, but so the negative experiences I've had in life have definitely driven me to want better and bigger for myself, but if I didn't have the right person by my side, I don't know if I would have stayed with that course and like really pushed myself or felt supported in the choices that I've made to be a better human. Yeah. And I know that sounds weird, but some people will be like, yoga, I don't know, like that's a lot of money or you know, that teacher training, what's that really going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you can have those naysayers or the negative people in your yeah. life. So yeah, right. I'm so thankful that Which I are have. all things I want to get into later. Which things? Well, I love your relationship with your husband oh. and I want to dive into that a little <laughs> bit more. And just about this kind of uncommon path that really you and I are both on, but I really want to hear more from your perspective. But we still got a few more intro questions. Oh my gosh, here. the intro ready? questions Stay are tuned. actually really tough. I, I know. think that we should I change kind of, that. I like, kind of, what kind of ice cream do you like? I know. <laughs> Which would still be hard for me to answer because all of them are I had delicious. a few follow-ups to some because you're just interesting. Um, all right, this is an easy one. You ready? Yes. Favorite SNL character. Oh, yes. Um, so I know it's got to be character, but I have to say Will Ferrell, period. Yeah, nailed it. Um, love him. So it would be a toss-up between the cheerleader, just one <laughs> cheerleader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would look forward to those skits so much, and me and my mom would sit there and stay up and watch them. Yeah, it yeah. was, that's like memorable to me for sure. Um, or when he was George Dubs. Yeah. I have a distinct memory of me and my friend Danielle growing up, and we went trick-or-treating, and each one of us, I think I was Al Gore, and she was George Dubs, <laughs> and we went door-to-door, and instead of trick-or-treating, we went campaigning. Oh my gosh, that is hilarious. Yeah. That is totally something you would do. A million yep. percent, and I would do it today if I could. I love that. <laughs> we should do that. Hey, we can. it's an election year. <laughs> oh, it is. But I thought we weren't getting political No, 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 we're not. We're not. Except we might have to dress up as like, <laughs> that would be funny, like Bernie and I don't know. Um, we, should, we should ask our audience. Yeah. Who do you want us to dress up and go trigger? <laughs> this October, you've got months to think about it. <laughs> We're going to go campaign. We should just do somebody that's not in the race. That could then work. it makes it apolitical. Um, sort of. Anyways. Um, whose podcast do you dream to be on? Oh, man. Manifestations right here, right now. Whose podcast? I, well, I've really listened a lot to Jenna Kutcher, who her, the name of her podcast is Gold Digger, mm-hmm. um, which is just a clever name. I think that was brilliant. And she's all about positive body image. Um, I hate, 
I guess I don't want to say this out loud, but you can say she's a thicker woman, mm-hmm. but she's absolutely gorgeous, stunning. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she's so generous with all of the information she shares with people, the courses that she has, the just everything. I've learned a ton from her and I think she's just really interesting and fun and funny and real, super real and super authentic. Yeah. So I would love to be on her podcast. I'd love to have her on this podcast. Well, that leads me to who is your dream guest on this podcast? I'm going big. All right. I'm going Let's go huge big. on this one. Oprah. Oh, heck yeah. It doesn't get bigger than Oprah. Oh my God. You get a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Oprah, you can sit on this rug oh with us, oh right? God. We yeah, have this beautiful sitting. plush rug. Oh, She's we like, not the scene from where we are at right now. Do you yes. want to tell us about where we're at right now, where we are physically? We are physically in my Reiki studio. Which is a gorgeous space, by the way. I, I love am... the way that you decorated it. Thank you. Love what you did with the place. We'll um, have to put some pictures up yeah, on, on Instagram should, yeah. of it. But it is an old factory building. What are these, like, 12 or 14-foot ceilings? It's like, if I ever lived in a city, this is the type of Holy apartment smokes, I would too. want. Yeah. Um, I actually had a client that told me that their former apartment in Boston, sitting in this chair, looking out that window, reminded that client, it, like exactly of their apartment. Yeah, big windows. I, think I love. Maybe that was what he said, but yeah. I love. Yes. Um, okay, so do you remember how you and I met? In yoga. <laughs> I mean, if that's not I obvious like to our should, listeners. I felt like we should go through that. Uh, yeah, and it was it, almost it was a year ago. It was probably way less significant ago. for you than it was for me because of the circumstance that brought me to yoga and your class was the first one that I took. I think you should talk about that. I know it wasn't an interview thing in yours, but do you want to say anything about sure. that? Sure. Um, so what kind of brought me to yoga and to your class um, was I last year was living, my roommate was in an abusive relationship and it was a really tough living situation. And when the abuse started, it was right when the yoga studio where Kristen and I met, it was right when that location opened. Um, so it was kind of like, as messed up as, that, as this sounds, it was like this perfect timing of like, I was already like, all right, I need to get back into yoga. I want to get back into yoga. This abuse started happening at my house. It was a really messed up, like I... I was losing sleep over it. Like I felt really uncomfortable in my house. Like it was just a really bad time in my life. So I was like, all right, I've got to get rid of this like, this like gross stuff in my body that I'm feeling this like ickiness, you know, from my house. And so I came to yoga. Kristen's class is the class that I took. It just happened to be my class. It's not like you knew me. No, I didn't know you. I didn't know you. I'm gonna come to this. No, it just happened. It happened to be your class. Lucky me. And the funny thing is, I, um, you played both sides now in your class, which is a song that always reminds me of my aunt who died several years ago, and um, that's kind of a whole nother story, but. Um, you played That's the it. story I thought you were going to say. Oh. Just about the message that you had received, which is kind of, you know, that spirituality that we're sort of... So I saw a medium. This is like a whole lot of... This is a whole big, long story. But I saw a medium several months before, and the medium was like, your grandmother is telling you that you need to get back into yoga. And she's in my, the medium was like, your grandmother is saying, like, you know enough yoga. You can do it at your house. You don't have to pay to go to a studio. And, um, 
she also said that my, my, when my aunt came through, she was showing, my aunt was showing her me sitting alone in my car listening to a song. And I knew that she was talking about both sides now because I had very recently been listening to that song on repeat. And I would, I have a tendency to sit in my driveway in my car alone and listen to that song. So I knew it was about that song. And so then this event happens with my roommate and her boyfriend. And then I'm like, all right, I've already like want to go to yoga. I go to yoga. It's Kristen's class. It's both sides now. She plays both I sides now. I don't play that and hardly ever. Yeah, which is I know. I've taken her class a million times since. And I, I don't <laughs> think I've heard story. it. And, and after class, I went to you and I was like, hey, do you know anything about the chakras? Because I, I'm like, I cannot get rid of this like feeling I have in my stomach. Like, and I feel, I feel like I need a chakra clearing. I don't even know what that is. I don't really know anything about the chakras, but I just like, this is really speaking to me for some reason. And you were like, I don't really, but you gave me the name of somebody else that did. And then very soon after you mm-hmm. got your Reiki license, so license, I don't know, your certification. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now you're like my go, you've done it on me several times. You're like my go-to person for it. And so, but I do have to say that too, in our community, Marilyn is incredible. So if anyone is looking for a great chakra healer, or someone that's super knowledgeable about it, Marilyn is also really amazing. And that's who I recommended you to. Yeah, and, yeah. And I love her. I've, I've learned a lot from her. Um, so I do always like to give credit where credit is due as yeah. well. Um, so, But now, now I do feel a lot more better equipped with that yeah. sort of information. Yeah. But it is interesting. So um, it was just all kind of meant to be. Yeah. And all that. Yeah. And yeah, you came to my house for... Reiki, and I feel like that's kind of where our friendship started. Because mm-hmm. we, I had your class. I became kind of a regular at your class, and then I remember you put up on Facebook, "Hey, I just got my um, certification to be a Reiki healer." First, pe- first like ten people that sign up, you got some sort of discount, and I just like it was for Boston Children's. Oh yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right. And I just remember thinking like, "Oh, you were within like the first ten yeah, seconds." Yeah, I, I literally was like, "I don't even know what Reiki is. I don't know what any of this means." But if it's Kristen, I'll do it. I'll sign up. It was like blind faith. Like I believe in you. I like from the start. I've always like had this thing of like, I just had this kind of inherent trust in you. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's so. Yeah, it's, I think it's definitely our, mutual. Our friendship starting has way more significance. Not that it wasn't significant for you, but like I was, pro- I was just like another yogi where you were like this kind of guiding light when I was going through this like really hard, hard time in my house with my roommate and her boyfriend, and like it was really one of the darkest times of my life, I think. <laughs> Which is a kind of a big statement because I've been through some dark times, but it was really awful and. I, your class that's was how, like... That's how everything works out, though, in life, right? You find a good friend, a good partner, a good whoever, and there's the times where you're down in the dumps and that person is there to just be with you. And there's been conversations that we've had where I was like, Dana, my gosh, this, that, the other. And without a shadow of a doubt, you're just there to give, just give me the one, two lines. And you know, it's like you know that's exactly what I need. I don't need a pity party. I don't need all this upholding. It's just a perspective, a reflection of what I'm saying to you. And it's, it's always exactly what I need. So it's interesting that you, you think that I'm this for you, but really it's, to me, it's a two-way street. I hope so. (laughs) 
thousand percent. I, I would hope so. Um, who else am I gonna go to? Random. I know. <laughs> Random. It's good. How like, Lake Street Drive, which so, I didn't even pronounce I the know. band correctly. Yes. Like, can you give me some good Lake songs, please? Because, and then boom, you yeah. send me out this awesome, awesome female-led group. Lake Street Dive. Lake Street man. Dive. Please now that I know, it. Rachel Price. She has the voice of an angel. She does. Everybody in the voice. Everybody girl, in the voice. girl crush. Everybody in the band had a good voice. They all took Agreed. turns singing. I thought it was B A. I'm keeping this kid friendly because I do intend on listening to these. Yeah, right. <laughs> in With my your car. children in the car. Um, total B A. She came out on her yes. one leg scooter. She had broken a foot or something. That was awesome. And yeah. she bedazzled it. Yes. She just. Like I'm doing it, and she danced oh with it. Yeah, she danced and with that thing. And then I think thing. during Good Kisser, at one point, she stood up and she's like, "Oh my god, <laughs> not ever gonna sing again." On Please this, do it. <laughs> sing again. Oh my god, I'll get her to sing she again. She was guys. amazing. Don't worry, she was amazing. She is amazing. Um, where are we at here? I don't know. I have no notes in front of me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um so. We've kind of we've kind of covered this, but what was it that actually brought you to yoga? Have, Have we you, covered it? Oh, I, so yeah, we like very briefly did, but not really. Um, what originally brought me to yoga was curiosity, I think, and honestly, where we go, the first class was free. So was, so I came from a gym um, that offered that was an amazing gym. They are rated the top. We have a local poll, um, Hartford Advocate, best of. They've won best of for probably almost two decades at this point wow. in a row. Wow. Um, Big Sky Gym. And I feel very confident plugging them because they're amazing. Um, but their philosophy was that you get a free intro week and then free training. And they just were super invested. And you could, when someone came in the door, they knew their name. The, the whole philosophy was from top to bottom all about people Mm -hmm. and seeing them and giving them the best. So when I saw that the yoga shop was giving a free class, I said, that's probably a really smart business owner. I'm going to be in really good hands. And so I decided to go there. Plus I was broke. So (laughs) right out, not sort of right out of college, I had my career, but it's also when you're like, oh, I'm making all this money. So let me buy all the things. And then you find yourself in this debt. (laughs) Um, yep. So originally it was like curiosity plus the cost was, mm-hmm. um, so I kind of started, but I was also the type of person working every job that I could to, to help with the debt. So, um, I was on and off, but it was always, if I was to go anywhere, it would be the yoga studio, the yoga shop. Um, because it was just, it jived with me as an athlete, as someone that found it hard to sit still for a long time. It had music, it had fun, it had energy, it had movement. It wasn't just sitting and staying. There were those points where it did mm-hmm. happen, but I was like, well, if I if I feel I need to do this for my body and it does feel good for my body, at least it's not the whole class that I'm sitting there. It's not cold. Yeah. You know, there's so many things that oh, I can't do re- cold yoga, man. Gosh, yeah. Can't it's, do it. And it just reminds me of like sitting on a steel floor yeah. or not a steel floor, but a concrete floor mm-hmm. where it's still cold. Mm-hmm. And you have to wear all these layers and yeah. it just, 
Yeah. Hot yogis are really tough, but we're also babies when it comes to like <laughs> doing yoga when it, and it's not hot. And you're like, yeah, we might be a little conditioned at this point to love what we love. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's definitely, you it know can what you be like. challenging to go to other places, but I do find it rewarding to bring back little snippets mm-hmm. and become a student again. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm always a student on my mat. I'm always curious. I'm always thinking. I'm always um, working my body, but when you go to a completely different style or mm-hmm. studio, um, vacations and things like that, when I'm when I'm not around my home with the ohm in the mm-hmm. middle, of course, um, when I'm not around that style, it is fun to try other stuff. Yeah, yeah. How long ago was that when you started? Almost ten years. Cool. So that, that a was decade. As long as the studio. Almost. Been open. Yeah. So they opened. I think it was a. May, and then I joined in January, so I'm wow. probably, yeah, like eight-ish months behind that. Wow. But again, it was bumpy at first. It was, I would go for a little bit, and then I would, right. life would take me away, and... Right, that's, yeah. That, yeah. You, but it made it... it, it Never <laughs> left me. It's stuck. It's stuck. It's stuck. <laughs> so when did you make the decision to do your 200-hour teacher training? Oh, gosh. I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this, but I was contemplating it in 2015 my son was born mm-hmm. it was something I was always I'm a teacher by profession I'm a middle school teacher and I thought oh, that'd be really cool to bring to the classroom or I just I am a natural teacher I'd love to teach people yeah. how to do things um so I was like I think soon I'm going to be doing this and the cost is pretty high um, it's like $3,000 to do the training. So for me, I just wasn't ready to give up that money. Plus, I was staying home with my son because my husband was deployed. Mm-hmm. So um, interestingly enough, we were able to go down and visit my husband while he was on his deployment. And while we were there, my mother-in-law came with myself and my son. And it, we need a whole other episode about how it was getting down there. But anyways, we get down there. And my mother-in-law is like, oh, I'm going to call dad back home, you know, my husband's father. Oh, gosh, Tom, I hope you're not listening to this. <laughs> and <laughs> you just see her come back into the room. She's pale. She doesn't want to say anything. My heart is in my gut. And she goes, Ryan, you need to call your father. And I'm just thinking something horrible yeah. has happened to him. Yeah. I And I'm sitting there with my son. My mother-in-law goes in the other room. Nobody's talking to anybody. Oh and I'm just like, I'm shaking yeah, like a leaf. Yeah, yeah. My husband comes back in, however much later that was, puts his face in the pillow and screams into it. And this is a man that is never, never shook by hardly anything. I mean, don't get me wrong. He has feelings and emotions. Right. but. Yeah. He can handle it very well. He, mm-hmm. You can see if he's frustrated, but he, I've never, and I'm, I just said to him, please just tell me everybody's healthy and okay. Because that was my biggest yeah. fear is yeah. that, oh my That's gosh, like... your dad had a heart attack or he fall, fell off a ladder or yeah, whatever. Right. So we had two dogs, large dogs at home, and um, he was taking care of them. And he forgot to turn the water off when, when he left our house and we had a single floor ranch, but our basement was finished and that was basically our living room. So the kitchen flooded down into the basement, which was all of our living space really, um, other than our bedrooms. So, and my husband is, he did it all. He did all the work himself. So long story short, (laughs) I made the decision to do yoga after that because what we did, my family worked really, really hard to 
put the room back together and we did it at a very cost-effective way mm-hmm. and we were left with this little extra money. So we used that money. It was almost to the dollar, the amount that I needed wow. for teacher training, almost to the dollar, um, which is wild to me that money has interestingly enough shown up for me in the places that I've mm-hmm. needed it and in, in to the dollar amount almost every time. Um, so super grateful and thankful for that. So I said to him, I was like, listen, it's been a very tough year with you away. I've given a lot to our family. I've given a lot of support to you, to my, to our, our son, not my son, but, Mm -hmm. um, and he was absolutely go do it, take that money and do it. So that's awesome. 25th, 2016, spring of 2016. I think it was. And then did you do your 300 hour the following year or when did you do your 300 hour? There was two more years. So if I graduated in the summer of 2016, I did it in January of 2018. Okay. And that's the 12 months, 2018 to 2019. Yep. And then I sat in on the following year because I was just really wanting to stay in that healing space Mm -hmm. and continue to learn. There's so much that you can learn just by watching people go through Mm. a a transformative process. Yeah. So powerful. Super cool. Yeah, super grateful to do that. So it was around that you were done with your 300-hour that you also did your Reiki, Yes. Yeah. Or did you finish your 300-hour and then you started that certification? So my 300-hour finished a month early because of scheduling, and it was in November. I had had my daughter in September, and when my training ended – the, the leader reached out to me and I deeply respect um, Annie, great, huge respect for her mm-hmm. um, and what she has to say and, and everyone in that process. But she just gave me the same feedback I had actually gotten in my 200. And I don't know if she remembers this, but that it was just super intuitive and to keep trusting it and to go with it. She's like, you know, you kind of have I see in you the things that intuitively when I feel it, like she, she could feel the mm-hmm. same things that mm-hmm. I was feeling. Um, and I was like, yeah, I, I, I totally do feel that. And I just want to know how to harness it. And yeah. she's like, just keep exploring, keep, keep digging into it um, and keep, just trust it. It's there. Trust it. And a friend. That's awesome advice. Oh yeah. And it, to, to have someone see that in you. Yeah, that, especially that somebody like her. She's a, like, powerful Super powerful. Person, and, and I could, when she has her intuitive hits, I guess, yeah. I could always recognize it and see it. I'm like, I know what she's, is happening yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, Um, But I think a lot of people can. I don't think you have to be intuitive to see when someone is kind of intuiting. Is that yeah. the word? Yeah. Um, so... I forgot what I was going to say. Talking about Reiki. And <laughs> oh, so then, um, yeah, I was looking online, and it's Reiki is something that I had used in my own healing um, for fertility. Um, so I was like, I can't. That's just to clarify, somebody had done Reiki on you. Yes. Is that what you say? Do somebody Reiki? had practiced Reiki, practiced Reiki, on, Reiki on, on me a yes. um, few times mm-hmm. to help me through that struggle of everything that goes through infertility. Um so a friend of mine had posted that she was having Reiki sessions. And I was like, I really think that's something that I, I would enjoy doing. And from the moment I decided to do it, it just all really clicked and felt really natural and mm-hmm. good and easy. And that 
it just was something that I was meant to be doing at the time and still meant to do. I think it's the beginning of something. I don't think it's all. I think it's something I will always practice mm-hmm. on myself, on my family, hopefully with clients. Um, that's my goal. <laughs> um, but it's just, yeah, that's, that's when it all started. And I went from level one and two. There's three levels. Practiced quite a bit. And then eventually got my master about almost a year after I started. Mm-hmm. So so now you've been a business owner doing this for a year, right? I mean, it's been... In May, it'll be a year. So oh, okay. it's like nine months, yeah. eight, nine, ten months, almost, nine months. So I'm bad what, at math. What do you... Yeah. Well, May is... It doesn't matter. <laughs> May, it doesn't matter. May is how many months One, away two, from here? Minus 12. Yeah. Um, so, so you've been doing this now for almost a year. We'll say almost a year. Definitely practicing Reiki for, for a year. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because, I mean, I think you came to my house. I think it was like March that you came to my house. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I remember that, um, it being in March. It was right before that event, the big event that we did, the charity. Yeah, which was April. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would you, is there anything that you wish you knew when you were first starting that you know now? Hmm. I think one thing, and I guess it sounds very businessy, is I wish I'd just gone straight for an LLC. Hmm. Uh, rather than a DBA. I just think that <clears throat> why not protect everything that you can mm-hmm. for yourself? Not, not that anything has happened and I'm knocking on wood because yep. I'm superstitious, but um, just the process. You know, as a mom and a business owner and a yoga teacher and a studio manager, there's a lot to do in a day and my time is precious. So to just kind of spend that extra time working on a DBA and getting the insurance for a DBA versus just straight to the LLC when yeah. I could, you know, now I'm like, oh, I don't really want to go and do all this paperwork all over again. I guess that's one thing that I probably would have done differently. Yeah. Um, but it, honestly, everything's been, I don't want to say this word to the universe and get struck back, but I feel like everything's been really easy. And I think that's when you know you're on the right path. I was just going to say that. I don't think easy is a bad thing. Yeah. I'm kind of saying it. I'm knocking on wood again, though. It's not a good thing, but I think you find it's, it's easy when you're doing something that you love. It makes it a hell of a lot easier than when you're like gritting your teeth and have to do this LLC or you've got to start this business and your heart is not in it then that's when it's hard. And it's interesting you say that. I think the gritting of my teeth aspect of doing this, like because I do think we do have to work hard to get mm-hmm. to places of comfort. Right. And, and I don't know if comfortable is the right word, but I went through a whole lot of grit you in totally. my training for 300 hours, through, through my life, through my experiences, to clear the way to be the, the person that I am now. And it's, it's still an evolving process. You know, mm-hmm. I'm still at the mm-hmm. grocery store going, man, if, if this wasn't in the middle of the aisle, I could get through <laughs> right now. You know, like there's still things that are going to annoy me because I'm human and, yeah, and I'm, totally. and I'm working on, you know, slowing those words that come out of my mouth and not everything needs to be said out loud or whatever. But the, the grit for me was getting out of my own way mm-hmm. and opening the door to more. I guess. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's going back to the pigeon pose, right? So it's not an easy pose and it's, it can get gritty, Mm. but you can still find ease in the pose. Mm -hmm. Right. So these things, it's still hard work and it's gritty, but you can find ease in it because your heart's in it. 
your heart is closer to you, right? Totally. Just like when you're in pigeon. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Your heart stays put and it doesn't actually move. But the whole it idea moves, moves of, in there. I mean, it pitter-patters. <laughs> it gets um, closer to the earth. Yeah. Yeah. That's connection. important. Connection. Um, how, what was it like telling your husband that you wanted to do Reiki? I don't even remember, to be honest with you. Is that bad? No. I don't think there's much that surprises him anymore. There's <laughs> basically nothing that surprises him anymore. Um, I think it was harder to tell him that I'm doing a podcast, honestly. <laughs> I was like, you're going to kill me. Well, I, you won't really kill me, but you're going to think I'm nuts because I'm adding another thing to the things that I'm already doing. Um, and he goes, oh, all right, Cool. <laughs> When can I try? You know, yeah, put me on it. <laughs> you can have the podcast, fine, but make sure I'm a guest. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that was a. I was like, I'm gonna have a podcast, and you're gonna need to be on it. Yeah, you have to be interviewed because we need guests. <laughs> Just kidding. We have a really great lineup of guests. We have an amazing it's group of very people. Exciting. It's like think of all the coolest people that you've ever met in your life and ask them to come hang out for a half right? an hour or an hour. I am so amazed. And tell me all I'm of excited. your secrets <laughs> yes, to success. Well, maybe not all the secrets. Yeah, we not scare people. Yeah. <laughs> we'll release this I, later. <laughs> which also I do not want to overlook Stephanie Cabral, who is going to be on this podcast, who is also, she is a brilliant human being. And she also is somebody that was a guiding light for me mm-hmm. through that whole, you and Stephanie and Coco, amazing women. Yeah. Amazing women. And that all our friendship bloomed, at least when I was going through this, like the depths of darkness in my living situation which sounds very dramatic, but my living situation sucked. It was hard. It was very hard. And you three women were just a guiding light for me. And, and all so, we wanted to do was have like, a slumber party at yes, a yoga studio. That's how, that's how our friendship <laughs> started. really that how our, started. Us, uh, our group. So I don't want to, you know, I think you and I have a beautiful friendship, but I also want to mention Stephanie and Coco, who are incredible women. They are. And you will hear more from them. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned. Episode seven. Yeah. And eight. It's, it, yeah. Yeah. I'm just making that up. Yeah, I don't, don't hold us to arbitrary that. numbers, but it's going to, no, we'll make it seven and eight. <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh my gosh. Well, was it, I just am curious, I guess, I guess I'm asking about you talking to Ryan about it. I, I just am so curious because Reiki, yoga, alternative medicine, essential oils, chakras, all of that kind of stuff sometimes makes people go like, oh, yeah, what, what kind of, is that a religion? Like, what are you guys doing over there? Mm -hmm. This is not mainstream. This is kind of weird. Like some people don't have, like are a little bit weirded out. I think it's, it's definitely getting more and more normalized and more and more people are having a pull for something greater and um, a pull for more like pulling away from actually organized religion and pulling more towards spirituality and um, exploring the self. Mm -hmm. And I think you get to do that in yoga and Reiki and with all of these other alternative things. But I'm curious what it's like for you doing this. You know, you're not really following the, the beaten path. You're doing your own thing here. You're opening, you opened this business, Grounded Soul Healing, for Reiki that not like I didn't, like I said, I had no clue what Reiki was, but I just was like, sign me up because I trusted you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Like I get it. What is this thing? So what is it like telling people, do you ever get like, uh, do I, do I tell people like, 
even for me in my dating life, sometimes I'm like, do I say I'm a yoga teacher? Like, because I don't want them to think that I'm this like rainbows and butterflies and everything is beautiful and all spiritual things, you know, like, because I'm still I a real human. For is sure. there an element of like. We live in the real world. Yeah. We went to traditional high schools. Right. We is there believe a, is in there God. A, we, a part yeah. of you that goes like, oh, do I, do I tell people or are you like, which, what's that like for you? So. I know that there are, if I were to think of myself 10 years ago, and would I ever think that this is where I would be now? Zero chance. I would have laughed at someone like me. I would have said, how is that person happy all the time? Don't they? Blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> what is wrong with them? But the chipping away, it happens so subtly. And then eventually, you know, you're mm-hmm. uncovering these other parts of you. So actually, interestingly enough, and it happened during a, um, a, one of the meditations that you have to do to become a Reiki master, mm-hmm. I, I received the message of remember what it's like because it's never going to be the same. So I really try to keep an open mind that everyone has a different experience and they may be just like I was 10 years ago. So how do I help guide them? And if that's if they even want to be guided, right? How do I just give a snippet of what I've found and share it in a way that's relatable to people? And for me, it's sort of sometimes there is that, that holding back. Like I'm, I'm not going to deep dive into what I do if I don't feel that perhaps someone is quite mm. ready to hear exactly what it is that mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. But if someone's coming into a session, I explain the full gamut, you know, yeah. here's what Holy Fire Reiki is there. You'll hear the word God, you'll hear the word heaven. So what is um, it? What is Holy Fire Reiki? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's you've an, told me before, but tell, tell our listeners. Yeah. So it's, um, it's, so Reiki itself is a hands-on healing you don't have to have hands on somebody in order to send healing. Um, but generally, the traditional method is that the practitioner is the one delivering the energy. And in Holy Fire, it's universal, what, what Holy Fire refers to as God, universal energy. So it's, you're more of a channel, and the, the energy is coming into the room. Um, so I like having both backgrounds because I think that it can help me heal someone even better, right? It's, it's having more tools for my toolbox. Um, but going back to just thinking about telling people what I do or say, I think it's actually harder. The hardest person that it is to talk to about this is my own dad. He doesn't understand it. He doesn't Mm. get it. I remember when I was thinking about religions and things like that, he needed to, I was over in France. This is weird. I was doing my study abroad in France because I'm a French teacher. It's very easy to convince him to send me there. But I needed something from my bedroom, and he must have seen, like, my Buddhist book or my Buddhism for Dummies. I think I still have the book. And he made a comment, like, how do you think it makes me feel you're doing all this, like, Buddhist stuff? And I'm like, what is wrong with studying a religion? I want to under... Like, that has been always my thing. It's like, I love understanding people. I love cultures. I love languages. I love connecting in communities and all that. Um, So that, like, really stuck with me is, like, what's wrong with Buddhism, you know? And um, there was a moment, a a big, actually, a moment, a big thing with my dad and I when I decided to be on maternity leave um, for one year originally with my daughter. And then I was, my husband got a really great opportunity. So I 
said, you know what, financially we can do this. I want to take another year. Why not? This is all I get with my kids. Yeah. And something with that to my dad made it sound like I was giving up on life. And he called me up in arms. What are you doing? You're giving up this career as a teacher. You know, you want to just go do this yoga thing and you know, how is that going to sustain you in life? And I just said to him, I was like, whoa, I don't think he realized all the information before he really went off on me. And like, there was a lot of things said by him that mm-hmm. I don't even think he's taken back, but, um, that's tough. It, it was very jarring because my father, other than like those little snippets here or there, and you know, he, he can make people uncomfortable. He's got a strong presence, but he, I was a daddy's girl thousand percent he could do no wrong he was this amazing human that provided that worked really really hard um but that conversation was eye-opening thoroughly eye-opening um in in the lack of respect that he had for me in my decision making and I said to him I'm like dad even if this is what I was doing even if I didn't have this cushion of going back to the classroom which I did Mm -hmm. and I do what am I doing wrong in this world. I'm helping people. I feel good about myself. I'm giving a good example to my kids. I want to, I talked to you about wanting to open up a yoga studio and you were in support of that. You were going to back me financially. Um, and then he just changes his mind and you know, it's, it was just very interesting. So I think that's, that has been the hardest Mm -hmm. person. And I think if that, if you can sort of over, and I, feel I overcame that and I came head to head with that challenge and really owned it and said what I needed to say in it. Whereas before I I would have just been like, okay, dad, yeah, you're right. You know, Mm -hmm. but I just think I did so much growing and evolving that I could say what I needed to say. And if your own father is your hardest critic, nothing else is a challenge. You know, no other person is, is going to say, anything your that father can hurt that you value me his as, opinion yeah you know, it's yeah somebody, so somebody whose opinion you really value totally and you had to stand up for yourself and stand up for your business and my family for your yeah for your family <laughs> like yeah that's that's a pretty powerful event yeah it was huge it was huge um and interestingly enough you know it was it was a father's day kickoff like hey dad you know <laughs> how's it going happy father's day and he just came back with this barrage of I'm giving up on you stuff. And it was just, it was intense, but I'm actually really thankful for it because it made me finally release. I think some of this fear that I had of him of he's so important. I really value Mm. his opinions and I do still respect him in the sense that he is very knowledgeable with certain things. And I have learned a lot from him, but now it sort of goes back to that. I've also learned what I don't want to be and I will never ever in my life not support my kids and what they want to do. I always tell them, you can do whatever you want as long as you're a good human. Yeah, yeah. You're kind and respectful. You can be whoever you want to be. Mm-hmm. I won't support you your whole life, but yeah. go and do your thing. Right. You right. can live in a one-bedroom apartment. If that's what you want to do, you don't have to have a house and a wife and kids and all that. Yeah. Do you. Be happy. That's awesome. I don't even remember your original question. I don't even either, but it doesn't matter. So <laughs> it was great. That was great. There's a lot... I mean, family is tough, right? Mm-hmm. It's it can be, yeah. 
you learn a lot of lessons from your family, some that you wish you didn't have to learn. Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, you stood in your power, right? Yeah, and people use these big, that's a big phrase. Yeah, it I is. Don't, it is, I don't but you think did. of it as that at the time. Totally not. And it can feel like David and Goliath, especially when it's your family, right? A thousand percent, yeah. Yeah. I don't even remember where I was. <laughs> You're in my Reiki studio. <laughs> oh, that's where I am. It's that good, guys. <laughs> um, oh, I've covered some of these. Oh, what are you the most proud of with your Reiki business? Gosh. The most proud of? Um, honestly... When I was younger and I would think business, I would, like, I would literally make that sound, like, gross. Business people are gross. They're just, they always want to sell something to you. And they're always clingy and they're always in your face. I think I'm proud of the fact that I don't put such a, you've got to try this. You've got to do it. You've got to, but I mean, I'm proud of it for sure. And I talk about it. Um, but I'm not in your face. I don't go, mm-hmm. oh, well, you need to just come back in in this, this many months. I, I am just honest. Mm-hmm. I share my experiences, and I don't try to be salesy. I don't try to sell anything. Yeah. I mean, I offer. I say, hey, here's what's going on. But I, I would say that I, I feel proud that I'm not this business. What I'm, in my mind as a kid, would picture a like, mm, business person. I, I feel that I've stayed very true to who I am and how I would want to, how I would want to meet my Reiki healer. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> what are you the most proud of with yoga and your career with yoga or just practicing yoga? What has been <sighs> something that's brought you a lot of pride? A lot of pride. I mean, I think it's awesome that my son comes in. That, that's probably more fun. I'm super proud of all the work that I've done with the military. Mm. Um, This past year, I've taught probably about 200 soldiers uh, live live free yoga, and that's been amazing. And I would say my... So that was like three, two, and one would be my karma project, working with the deaf community. Mm. And... It was at the American School for the Deaf in West Hartford where I just had this moment with a student that I have never experienced before or since. And so when you're deaf, you have poor balance um, because of balance comes from your inner ears. And obviously there's um, a misfire in the inner ears when you're deaf. So they come in very nervous and intimidated and they kind of make poses and, and shake their finger like, no, 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 don't do it. Don't say it. Don't call it because that will never be me. I can't do it. Mm. Um, so they kind of already tuned themselves out or um, taken themselves out. So in our classes, we always teach the arc and I, I was very much about doing that because I think it's beneficial to the mind, body and spirit. So when we got to balance, I took them to the wall and I did tree pose Mm. with them having their hand on the wall, but facing me. 
And then I had them sneak their hands up the wall <laughs> to slowly like have yeah. a finger on the wall and then let go. Yeah. And the student was so nervous. They didn't want to do anything with that. So I took their hand and I just sort of guided them and assisted until we reached the top. And without, I don't even think the student realized it, but I t gently took my fingers away and he realized that he was balancing on his own. And the, like, I could cry about it now, the just excitement in his face and the accomplishment he had was just like, whoa, this is, this is the moment that I think every human has <laughs> in yoga at some point where you go, this is the thing that I, yeah. that I love about it and that I want to do. And that is the proudest moment, I think. And it, it's not because like I was there. It was because it was what I, I fell in love with about yeah. the practice. And I, I got to witness it in someone else. And it was really cool. You got and to bring it to somebody that didn't think they could do it. Ever, yeah. Yeah, that was amazing. That is amazing. Oh, I love yoga so much. I know. It brings me to tears. I know. <laughs> I know. It's an amazing thing. Yeah. I, I cried about this talking about it a year ago, a year and a half ago, and I will probably forever That's a beautiful. Cry about that's it. a beautiful story. <laughs> I never heard that before. No. That's this awesome. is so interesting. Yeah. All that we get to learn about one another. I know. <laughs> it's awesome. So... Kind of going back to family a little bit. So you, we are both the youngest of four. Oh, gosh. Something we have in common. That's why we get along so well. I know. We know. So you know some of my struggles being the youngest of four. What are were some of yours? Oh, my gosh. Struggles of being the youngest of four. I had three older brothers. Yep. That's a lot of energy in a household. Mm -hmm. um, I probably got stabbed with a fork a lot of times oh. because it was the last whatever on the table. Oh, my God. My brothers would annoy me so much. One of them loved the metal fork and would, every time he would eat, would do the noise yeah. to annoy everybody. Yeah. Um, they put me in a dryer oh and my turned it gosh. on without a helmet. <laughs> wow. There could have been some serious damage. Yeah. Um, what else do they do? I don't know. I it mean, takes, I think, like, being the youngest, it takes some, like, extra work to have your voice heard. Oh, yeah. Although I was the only girl. Mm. So I think I got probably special privileges mm. or it was always everybody else's fault because I was the girl, yeah. you know? So they yeah. probably were really annoyed at me, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm right. sure. Um, yeah, I mean, all... all normal sibling stuff I'm sure yeah yeah who wouldn't put a kid in the dryer <laughs> <laughs> hey, who my, wouldn't do that when given the brother, opportunity my brother tied me up the first time he ever babysat me oh, he no. put me in timeout in a chair and my mom came home to me being tied up in a chair all I can think of is like did you did you have to go potty you know what I mean like yeah when you're tied I to don't a chair. know <laughs> I honestly I don't remember it but my mom tells me these things and my brother tells me these things um so is there anything else you want to share with us? I'm just really excited to be doing this Me too. and to share some incredible stories. Like you said, we do, we really do have really awesome humans people. around us and it's going to be fun to, to interview them, to learn more about them, to hear their journeys. Um, one thing I did want to say, like following our name, um, it was it definitely clicked, I think, for both of us. And to me, it's 
following really cool, amazing people. It's following really cool stories. It's following our different journeys, our different paths. Um, it's following you as a younger millennial and following me as <laughs> an older millennial. Yeah. I think we're both on the cusp yeah, either we're way. Ends, we're, not, yeah. we're not in the middle. Right. I don't even know what the next generation is called. Might Shit. Be called. Oh, do you know? Oh, shit. I have no idea. No, I got to listen to this in the car. No swearing. <laughs> Sorry. No swearing. Sorry, Ian and Remy. Um, <laughs> um, which I think is super interesting to have those two perspectives. I mean, it is technically mm-hmm. one generation, mm-hmm. but I feel like I could. And like 30s, 40s, or 30s, 40s. <laughs> I just put myself in the 40s. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> 30s and 20s, you know? Mm-hmm. It's two like pivotal decades. I, f- I mean, every decade I think is a really important one, but you're in a decade that you're really, like you have your family. Like you have a husband, you have two kids, yeah. and I'm in my decade of being single and looking for that. <laughs> Not really looking for the That's kids That's another part, episode. Holy <laughs> Would you? You would have the kids now if you could. I feel I like. would. Oh my god! When I see pregnant people, I'm like, oh, I love pregnant bellies. Oh They're so I sweet. Oh my god! I want babies. It's the best. I love babies. I well, I love being pregnant. I know that other people I struggle want babies with it so bad. Prenatal yoga is like a whole other thing, by the way. Oh my gosh! When you go, or at least my experience <gasps> was. Oh, I'm doing yoga up until the baby, the the due date. Do it. It's so good for you. It's so good for you. Sometimes you need it in delivery, actually, when it comes unexpectedly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a whole nother. Oh, my God. I can't believe I didn't ask you about that. No, it's all good. Holy. That'll be another episode oh my for a gosh. different day. Yes. To, to be continued. To be continued on uh, your birth story. Stories, really. Yeah, I but. would. I, I think. Yeah, we'll talk about that. In the yeah. Day. Yeah. Because they're awesome. Um. So we are doing this thing on our podcast following Mm. um, that we, while we are looking for sponsors and advertisers, we really want to take the time that we would normally take to talk about paid advertisements and use it to talk about charities. Um, So who, what is a charity that you would like our listeners to support or that you support right now or? So every year there's, um, there's like a, charity that kind of strikes my interest or I start to marinate on a little bit, I guess. And last year, and I, it's funny because I just was doing taxes and this, the name came back up and the spirit and the reason why I did it came back up. Um, so Connecticut Brain Tumor Alliance is the name of the charity. And the reason I picked it is there is, this is going to get emotional again. Uh, there was a beautiful human that practiced in our uh, one of our families of studios, um, and she embodied yoga in everything she did. She was an incredible human, um, and she died of a brain tumor um, probably almost a year ago now. Um, my timelines are all messed up, but I, I still have her you know, at the funeral, they give the pamphlet. I still have her on my nightstand and I think about her. She, we did a training together and I I remember like bawling my eyes out at it just about love and about loving myself. And she just held space for me. And I think it was the first time that I had someone like really hold space for me in that way that wasn't in a yoga circle. And she was just, you know, quote unquote, a regular human. Um, And throughout her battle with this cancer, 
she had really high highs and some tough lows and it took her mobility. Um, but I was fortunate enough to do a chair certification and I kind of posted like, Hey, I graduated from this. And she said, Oh, I, I would really love to do that. This was at a time where I wasn't seeing her at the studio very much. And I didn't really know what was going on with her cancer. Um, but turns out long story short, I ended up giving a few classes to her at her place and it started off in the chair but she's like I'm I can move let's let's like do this from the mat and and I'm sure I probably (laughs) was not as knowledgeable as I could have been or um you know some part of me wishes that I could have done more or better or whatever but it was just amazing that for that little bit of time I got to be in her presence just honestly like the love that she had um her family had for her her girls had for her um she was just amazing and if and anyone that knows who I'm talking about right now probably has a huge smile on their face because that's just what she was was joy and love and tenacious and she was a fighter and she knew everything like that could help heal her and she did everything and she worked her ASS off for all of it um so that is that's the charity that her family chose and that's the one that I support and give to and I hope others will too so Mm. check them out um Connecticut Brain Tumor Alliance that's awesome yeah thank you thank you for asking me that stuff and hopefully it all it all works out yeah definitely so that concludes our our episode for today. And yeah. we hope that you will subscribe to this podcast if you like what you hear and you want to hear a little bit more. Um, and you can also find us on Instagram at following the podcast. Facebook, we have a Facebook page. <laughs> it's active right now, but we'll figure that we'll out. We'll get that. We'll get those uh, I's dotted and T's crossed. Exactly. Although the logo for it is actually pretty legit. Yeah, we've got a legit logo. Yeah. You can check it out. So the next episode we're recording is with an amazing human. Her name is Kristen also, so it may get a little confusing. I'm going to warn everyone now. Kristen just has this amazing story. She just launched herself as a yoga professional. She's doing the dang thing. She made the big leap and... She is very early on in her journey, but she is someone that I did, like I said, I did a training with her. I always couldn't wait to hear what she had to share because it was super profound. It was super raw and authentic. Um, and I want to let her kind of say more about what Ooh, what she's going to offer. Very yeah. exciting. Yes. All so right. we'll see you guys next time. Stay tuned. Da, da, da. <laughs>So that episode that we were just talking about, that one with Kristen, well, it's already up. So if that sounded interesting, what Kristen Michaelak was talking about, listen to Kristen Santa Maria's episode. We've got two Kristens on the pod. One is our co-host and the other one was a guest. (laughs) So definitely check that episode out. It is up. It's live. It's not our next episode. We, like Kristen said in the beginning, this, um, this one, this episode was recorded when we first got our equipment. So we were still figuring everything out like episode order and who we were having on and all of that. So, um, definitely go check out that episode with Kristen Santa Maria. It is so good. 
If you liked this episode with our two co-hosts just now, check out more. Follow us, subscribe, leave us a nice review. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook. We also have our website. Everything is following the podcast. Nice and easy, easy to find. All right, guys, have an awesome week. We will see you next Sunday.